Hi everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Fitness Unplugged and today we're just going to be talking about movements and yeah, recently in May, I mean there was a debate between Brett and Naughty, right? So a lot of this, what we're talking, what we're going to be talking about today is basically the powerlifting method or maybe the 1RM idea versus functional movement and more the transverse plane which is what Naughty is talking about so there's no right and wrong in terms of these areas I mean in our exercises and like strength conditioning of course we are definitely going to look at your 1RMs at the same time we will also want to see whether your functional movements are good but if you're going to segment them into specific areas and just look at it from that point of view then maybe of course there might be certain issues that might occur. But if you're working on like accessory muscles, you're working on covering all the different angles of the body, definitely it's going to reduce the number of incidents of injury and also going to reduce the number of issues with pain. And pain, of course, is like, you know, you can't define pain because it's really up to the perception of the person. Pain is like, um, yeah, there's no specific way to measure pain other than like, person to person i mean that the feeling of pain can differ based on the body yeah so you don't want to you don't want to classify and look at it from that point of view what we want to talk about is like what can actually help you to be injury free and pain free so based on the one rm method it is good i mean that is helping your body to hypertrophy and also helping to prevent injuries because when you start working on hypertrophy and working on balancing out the whole body working on various parts of the body using the one rm methods or any form of methods that basically is working to build muscle right if you build muscle in the body and it's balanced of course you're not going to feel so much pain but you lose your range of motion when you lose your range of motion naturally your joints start to you know lose mobility as well because it all comes together as a pack so if you work on your flexibility your mobility together definitely if you're working on the one rm and building up strength and you're working on flexibility mobility at the same time the chances of you having problems will be much lower but when it comes to looking at maybe the transverse plane like what Naughty said you would realize that there is a bigger difference when you're working the transverse plane versus when you're just looking at the anterior posterior and working that area you know like let's say in daily living most individuals we are basically walking standing moving and everything's in front of us so it's always anterior so we always work the anterior so much but the thing is even the posterior chain like our back hamstrings glutes how much are we really working it right i mean glutes naturally you already develop some of it but not all the time with certain issues in the hips you might not be able to develop your glutes just as much so from that point of view you are on the look it like in a deeper perspective rather than just looking at it superficially like looking at a person and say, oh, you have lack of mobility in your shoulders, so let's do mobility. But the thing is, if you're internally rotated and slouching and dropping forward, then what's the problem? So we need to go down right to the detail and correct that. But the thing is, we also don't want to just pinpoint one area and look at that and say that is the problem. We want to look at the full picture of the body and then assess it from there. All right. So... Brett and Naughty 
I don't feel that they're really wrong. I don't feel like they're not talking sense. They definitely talk sense. Just that is on different spectrums of the entire fitness realm or like the body in how we deal with stuff. One is very anterior posterior while the other is more transverse functional. Right? So if you look at a powerlifter, would a powerlifter be doing movements such as like what Naughty is doing? Right? So or would a bodybuilder be doing what Naughty is doing? Right? I mean you can still train a bodybuilder or someone that's doing physique to train what Naughty is doing and still come out fine, but they might be winded by the time they're done. Or maybe just ten minutes into the session they might be done. Because, you know, they're working a lot on strength but they're lacking a lot in the cardio system. Whereas what Naughty is doing is focusing a lot in these areas and at the same time building up your cardio system because it's high intensity and you're definitely going to be working various systems in the body that can affect and how you perform. So it really differs athlete to athlete and what your real goals are. So I wouldn't say any one of them is wrong. I mean, I heard the whole one and a half hours. I mean, it was, it was good and I did enjoy listening to that podcast because the debate was actually honest and I definitely would love to see some Singaporeans come talk to us as well because it is interesting to see that, you know, different practices, but you still get the same, you still get results. I mean, but results looking in the different perspective of the fitness realm. So bodybuilders, I mean... If you look around, you can actually find body, bodybuilders that are flexible. It's not flexibility because they're hypermobile. They're flexible because they're flexible and they did their homework. So they really built their muscles, but they're flexible. So we cannot always judge the practice just the way it is, superficially. I mean, looking at his exercise program, Naughty, it is really intense. I mean, if you tried it, you'd probably be winded in a, in a few minutes. But if you've been well-trained and you gradually you know, practice it day in, day out, you're also going to get there. Same for powerlifting. I mean, if your numbers are lower and you work on a good progression plan for your powerlifting and aiming to get a good 1RM, then, of course, with proper progression and making sure you're injury-free, working on mobility, working on flexibility, working on the imbalances, you will definitely see an improvement. So, it's all about perspective. So, I wouldn't say that I want to stand on anyone's side because it's not right either. And the thing is, I agree with both sides. And the thing is, we are all trying to find that midpoint on the entire spectrum, right? On the entire spectrum, we are trying to find that midpoint. And we are constantly shifting to and fro based on the athletes that we get, based on what they're trying to achieve. I mean, even the sedentary person that comes in that is like maybe training in certain various commercial exercises or commercial gyms, and they go for like classes which are maybe like spinning classes or like bar classes and constantly going for this kind of exercises right all these exercises are repetitive right so if they're repetitive of course there's going to be a repercussion from doing repetitive exercises because you naturally develop imbalances right and the thing is we're not saying it's wrong you're exercising your body you're getting fit but the thing is you're developing in certain areas and on the other hand, you're not developing in certain areas. So, 
what are the areas that you think you can actually work on to build so that the body becomes balanced? I mean, imagine your body is a rubber band and you're training certain areas and the other is not. What will happen to that rubber band is naturally going to pull your body in certain ways and certain angles, right? So you want to think about it in that perspective. Yeah? So, with that said, I mean, I am a cyclist with some background in that. I've done like swimming. I do like to lift like under the bar, but I've never done powerlifting methods. I've never trained like a powerlifter because I don't see a point in training the one RMs. But I think working in using working and using the method for one RMs and also developing certain programs that has those method methodologies and throwing in certain transverse plane movement and functional movement like locomotion and like animal flow and other various movements that actually work your body and like work every single part of your body the joints the muscles getting different things to fire having the motor motor skills develop as well because right now there's a lack of motor skill development in kids due to kids always sitting down like we used to have playgrounds that had sand now we don't have playgrounds that have sand in Singapore I mean think about it if your kid could run in sand, it's going to make a big difference to them running on like rubber. Right? So you're training your ankle proprioception, which helps you with your balance. If we were to ask kids to stand and balance now, we might see a big difference versus like 10 years ago. So simple things like that can really change the kid's life or can change an athlete's life if we know what's really working for them and what's not. So... Even when it comes to exercise programming, I mean, we're always constantly experimenting because not every exercise program works for every athlete. Some athlete, you know, uh, how do you say, some, some athletes are basically developed differently. They also react differently to your exercise programming. So you don't want to just throw them a copy, a cookie cutter program and say, let's do it. And the thing is, I don't agree with a cookie cutter program because... It needs to be important, it needs to be specific and working on issues or not only issues but really in methods in which we can just improve your performance and at the same time make sure that you're injury free. The thing is, a lot of the time we just push the weights like for one RM idea ideology, it's like a lot of them push the weights and we forget that we've actually got other parts of the body that is also that also needs care. Right, so when you just push, 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 let's say for a compound exercise, the big tree, just pushing the big tree, but never doing your accessory works, never stretching, never doing your mobility, never doing your homework, then what's going to happen? You're definitely going to get injured one way or another. But the thing is, some people, for some reason, do not get injured even if they constantly do the big tree, right? So it really depends on your body. And on top of that, because we always talk about just exercise, 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 exercise. I mean, a person's life does not just encompass exercise. It's also about their daily living. What do they do? What are their habits? Like, I mean, if you look at your phone all day long, or if you're sitting down all day long, there's definitely going to be some development in your muscles, right? And the way that you, your body will start to show itself, right? So... We should not assume that because I'm doing this set of exercise, my body is going to basically turn out this way. It shouldn't be looked at it from that point of view. 
Because if you look at it from another perspective, if you actually train your body well enough, then this is what's going to happen. If you have taken care of your body and at the same time train with a good program, you're never going to get injured. But if you do stupid things outside of exercise, you're still going to get injured. So the probability of injury is like we cannot just put it and cannot place it all on exercise. It's also partially placed on what we do outside. Right, so what we do outside and what we do in exercise needs to be together. We always need to look at it from a full perspective, like zoom out and look at the whole person's life. That's what we have the questionnaire for. The questionnaire is for us to find out everything the person is doing so that we know that we're not doing too much and we're not causing more injury, but we're actually trying to alleviate the issues and also educate them on like what they need to do to correct those habits. I mean, if you've got bad habits, you want to correct it, right? So that's all I've got for you today. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but I don't see a point in it. So tune in to episode three. If you have any topics that you want us to talk about, let us know. All right. Ciao.